live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Good evening, and welcome to the Mother City's hottest community radio station. As always, thought-provoking heart and issues that's never really dealt with. Well, this part of the show, listener, we're dealing with, well, we're chatting to a woman that's the wife of a person in recovery, and Amin Mohammed. Well, it's the third time on air, and he's been in recovery for the past five years, and his journey was one of 19 long years. Aisha, Mohammed, and Amin, welcome to Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum Well, I've got to tell you, I'm very happy that you brought your wife in tonight. Great to hear it from <laughs> the wife's perspective. It's my pleasure. Okay. So Armin's journey has been one of 19 years. He's been in recovery for the past five years. And I want to start right from the outset, from the word go. Okay. When you found out the moment you discovered that he was using his life in active addiction, how it affected you, how it affected the children, your life, what was it like? Well, when I mean, um, you know, relapsed again, we just had our first daughter, she was a few months old, and um, he actually relapsed just when I fell pregnant with our second daughter. Um, well, that was a couple of years back. That is how it all started, all over again. It was very difficult, it wasn't very easy, not for myself. It's okay. Sorry. Take a moment. Fine, don't apologize. We know it's been very traumatic for you. It was an emotional journey. It still is. And I totally and fully understand. I mean? Uh, you know, um, Adila, uh, I can tell you that I'm sitting here with a lady, um, Aisha, 
uh, I think she displays a great amount of um, courage, you know, courage uh, first of all, to have come out here and to basically speak about a story that um, shouldn't be part of anybody's life. Uh, you know, she didn't ask for this type of, um, you know, for this type of thing, um, you know, but I just want to say to you that uh, I salute her. Um, she's coming to speak out, and I think this is what, uh, whether it is the man's perspective, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, the spouse that is busy suffering, or vice versa, whether it is the the woman that's on drugs and the man that is suffering. I think people must come out in their thousands and, uh, you know, uh, express to uh, to to uh, the people. Uh, you know uh, exactly how they are feeling. I think as addicts, we need to hear the type of um, you know the type of hurt that we have caused. And for me to sort of like see this type of thing firsthand, you know, I I, I, shall, I just want to say to you that uh, yes, um, you know, I, I, I can't even say that I sympathise with you, but I, I rather think that that you are very brave and and I salute resilient. You. Yeah. She is indeed. Now it's been six years, and I'm pretty sure there are still times when you're thinking, Oh my word, when is the next time? Mm. When is he going to relapse again? Is he going to be okay? Was that the final time? Mm-hmm. Well, I believe Amin has come a long way. He's a, a stronger person, he's become a better person. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And um, I have faith, you know, that. It won't happen all over again. He's been with us now for the last four years with myself and his two daughters. And I'm sure that, um, you know, he won't go that way again. He won't go that route again. You know, I know to some people I might be overconfident, but I've been with him. And, um, you know, he surprises me quite often. He's become very strict, not just with, with himself, but with his kids, with his family. And, um, you know, for that, I take my hat off. He wasn't that type of person before. Very laxy-daisy. You know what I'm saying? Nonchalant. Nonchalant, yes. Mm. But alhamdulillah, he's picked up the pieces. He's moved on. And he's become a better and stronger person over the last couple of years, I would say. I share one very important question. The fact that you still get emotional. The fact that, you know, it still takes you back, way back, 19 years do you, at times, sit and think about the past or have you dealt with it? Have you seek professional help? To be honest, I haven't seeked professional help. And yes, I do sit and think about it. You know, there are instances, you know, when I do sit down or something has happened to somebody else, to another family, and it takes me right back. You know, it's not easy. Even being here today and speaking to so many listeners, it's really not easy because, you know, all of those emotions just comes up all over again. It's never easy. It gets better, you know, it does. But um, it it's an emotional roller coaster, indeed, definitely it is. You know, you know Adela, I just want to say that... Um I don't think that a lot of us, um, or if, if I may just say this, I, I must stop saying us. Uh, I, I think I need to speak about myself as an addict. 
Um, I don't think that I sort of really, uh, you know, at the start of my journey of recovery, really understood the emotional stress, uh, you know, that I really put, uh, and the emotional pain that I really put my wife through and my kids through, uh, let alone all my siblings and all the other people, uh, you know, around me that really loved me and cared for me, uh, you know. But as the years are going by, uh, you know, I'm understanding what they mean to me. I've got the more, I've got more insight into, you know, there are people with 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 hearts. There are people, you know, that Allah Taala has created. Uh, people that are genuinely. You know, people that are emotionally, you know, attached to other people, and um, you know, you know, it's, it's made me aware of quite a lot of things. You know, so I, I just want to say, you know, that a person needs to. Um, what this exercise basically has done for me, it has made me become more in touch with my own emotions and anything else but i just want to highlight something else you know um when it comes to this type of thing where there's so much of confusion even in aisha's condition at this present moment still being so emotionally charged and so on you know i think there's always this subconscious element of you know I wonder when it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I, I sympathize and I empathize with that type of thing, you know. There's obviously that that type of thought, um, um, you know, that is sort of like, you know, um, in the back of her mind. But I think, you know, she has made great strides where she has started to trust me. And um, the trust that she has for me is something and that I really... And, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's something that I really cherish. And, uh, you know... Um, a person has got to sort of like develop this type of trust all over again. That's one thing. The other thing is, this, you know, is that it doesn't mean that suddenly now that I'm a, uh, I'm a recovering person or I'm not taking drugs anymore, everything is like hunky-dory at home and that we do not have problems. People that are not taking drugs also do have problems of course trials and tribulations mm -hmm. also. so so basically mm -hmm. that is an important thing and i don't think that lots of people understand that uh, 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 or say a drug addict like myself i wouldn't have understood this the moment i you know uh, see there is a problem then automatically it's like I, I wonder why i became well in the first place hits me you know so uh, i've come to understand and she's making me understand so many things you know, she's an excellent support system to me Great. at this present moment. Sometimes I wake up at 2 o'clock at night mm -hmm. and I tell her, you know what, I've had a bad dream and it happened now about two, 10 days ago. And I said to her, you know what, just get up. And, and uh, I, I said to her, you know what, I, I had this dream and, and, and so on. I woke up at about 2 o'clock the, the night and I said to her, can you just please get up? And she said to me, oh, don't worry, I know exactly what to do. And she made me, a, you know, a, a meal. A big bowl of pot, to be exact. <laughs> yeah, a big bowl of porridge. And, and, and mini meal is my thing, you see. So I know that I need to get that because I sort of, um, you know, like when I get hungry, then I sort of like start thinking of my addictive days and my addiction days and so on. So, so she got up and she made that for me. And she knows that for the next four days, I'll still be in that type of thing because... I um, 
It takes very long. It takes four days for me to like sort of like come back, get out of it, get out of it, and and mm-hmm. and then sort of like say to myself, right, fine, I'm in my safe place again. Mm. Um, my sisters, for instance, I'll phone them up and I'll tell them, look, I'm not feeling too well. That type of thing. Uh, it doesn't mean that for every little thing I've got to just run towards them. There are certain things that I've also taken charge of. But that support mechanism needs to be in place. That's and correct. this is exactly why, Aisha, we, we say to the listeners all the time that it's a lifelong battle. It's been six years yes. for you, I mean. Yes. But it's still that uh, ongoing thing, the cravings, the mm. flashbacks, mm. the memories, the dreams. Definitely. All part Definitely. of it. And, 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 and even anger. And, mm. and he becomes and extremely angry at times yes. too. You know, while he's going through that setback during the night, waking up with sweat and stuff like that, he goes through, you know, a stage where he becomes extremely angry. Then I know, okay, you know, this is now time out. I must either stay out of his way, but I also need to be there for him. You know what I mean? I have to be there. The important thing is you know at this point in time exactly how to deal with it. Now, a moment ago, and this is a very important question, he said, you know, I'm pretty sure there are times when she's still thinking, will I, will I not? You know, and you nodded your head. You said, yep. Mm. Yes, there are times. And that must be so difficult for you. It is difficult, but it's a reality. You know, Adila, I think um, that... I need to sort of make this important announcement mm-hmm. that the moment, you know, I understand what my addiction is like. And, and I think understanding and being, no, being knowledgeable about what drove me, you know, and that's why I, I say, please, you know, listeners mustn't think for one second that we don't have problems at home. Um, the course is gebrand of, um, you know, um, I'm not saying that type of thing But I'm just setting a, a, Like a scenario You know that type of thing uh, We do have problems But I've come to understand one thing Problems everybody has It doesn't You don't need to go to drugs To solve your problems And we'll talk about that right after this Live from Cape Town This is the voice of the Cape The voice of the Cape The voice of the Cape Thought-provoking heart and never really dealt with. I'm Adla Fortune with you until 11 o'clock tonight in for Shahida Kali. Tonight I'm chatting to, well, in celebration of Women's Month this month, as we all know. She's a woman that can only be described as phenomenal, amazing, pretty resilient and very supportive. Aisha Mohammed, welcome back. Shukran. And of course, uh, Habi, who's been clean for the past six years. Alhamdulillah. Amin. You know, uh, Adila, you mentioned the fact that uh, she is supportive of me, and and, uh, yes, she is. You know, uh, if I can just say to you, there was a time that she wasn't supportive of me. And that was a time that I was busy drugging. I used to ask her, but why is is that you can't allow me to take my drugs here at home? And I actually told her, look here, 
I don't want to leave home. Let me just bring the stuff home and, and um, so I can sit in my own little room and have my drugs there and, and at least then I will be there. And, and that's pretty common as well. Yes. Oh. And, and so I couldn't understand why she wasn't going for that because I discussed it with her at length at one time when we were still staying out inside the estate. Mm-hmm. I even showed her, I even said to her, look here, let me rather just sit here, let me rather do it legally as it were in front of her. And she just said to me, I mean, I will have none of this, you know, and I couldn't understand that. The bigger picture of what this whole thing is, you know, the producer just walked in here when we were having our our break mm. and he mentioned to me, uh, you know, Mr. Amin, uh, this was the first time that I actually see a woman that is so supportive of me, uh, of a drug addict. True. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> I think there's a lot of factors, you know, that, you know, that makes... Uh, your uh, your crutch as it were or your support mechanism do things for you one is when they see that there is a certain history or historical you know uh, 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 there's a sort of a history behind your getting well and you showing the fact that you are wanting to become clean uh, and staying clean and I think Aisha, you've, you've recognized that, yes. that I am sort of um, wanting to sort of like, uh, you know, want to stay clean, be clean, and even my thoughts are clean, you know, and, and, and that is important. Just explain that to the listener. You know, uh, that my thoughts are one of always being uh, um, responsible. Before my mind should tell me, why do I have to tell Aisha where I'm going to? She I won't know. She's not going to find out. <laughs> Never mind always that. Do. Never mind that. Um, just this fact of, you know, self, you know, like low self-esteem, you know, um, the inferiority complex of having to share uh, certain important information with your spouse. Um, I didn't just sort of like tell Aisha where I'm going to go to. I'm with the man of the house. Mm. And uh, so if I want to go out, I can just go out. Um, but if you can recall, we did go through that. Yes, and, and we did go through yes, that. I could and it was very hard that. for me. Of course. Extremely hard. No, I, I, you I, would just disappear. Mm. You know, he would come home from work at night. And he'll tell me, listen, I'm going to fill up the car with petrol. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you do something like that? You've just come from the road. And he would leave at 6 o'clock in the evening or past 6 in the evening and arrive the next morning, 3 o'clock, 4 mm. o'clock, and then I have to open up for him. Mm. That is that is how it all started. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And um, that is when Amin was very, very irresponsible. So how could I support someone, you know, that... Absolutely not. Mm. You understand? I mm. couldn't support him. This time around, it's totally mm. different. Like you say, you've got a healthier mind, a healthier mind, and because you are I thinking healthier. At night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least yes. you're not disappearing this time around. He's back in 20 yeah, minutes. I, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's not about yes, it is about filling up the car at night when you've just come back. And these are sort of like telltale signs, you know, that you are doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and and the important thing here is that she is only supporting, you know, good habits. If she sees me going off the line or out of, you know, uh, you know, if, if I'm sort of like off track, she won't support me. And 
And that tells me always, hey, I've got to listen. You know, that that's the one thing. There's a very big age gap between myself and Aisha, as you can see. I'm saying, uh, I'm younger than her. I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, uh, she's about 15 or 16 years younger than me. And I could have very well taken advantage of that type of scenario. And, and I did take advantage of that, that type of scenario. Uh, where I felt that I was older than her. I am older than her. But the important thing here is that you know, I just feel that with this type of age gap that is between us, you know, the way she has sort of like risen to the occasion of supporting, you know, good habits, supporting what is right, um, always, you know, keeping me informed that I cannot, I cannot perpetuate your bad habits. How you up your twenty? Good. You know mm -hmm. that type of thing. Good was something that I really, uh, I really admire you for that, you know, uh, Aisha. Um, yeah, and I love you mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. uh. yeah. <laughs> I just want to say something else, you know, if I can, perhaps, uh, um, you know, I never knew what I had put her through. So when I got married and I, I was in my hotel room with her, I asked her, you know, uh, Aisha, tell me, what was are we talking second time around yes yeah, second time okay. around i asked aisha tell me something what was the most difficult time of your life when i wasn't there and i think i want you just to tell the listeners what you told me that evening the most difficult time when you were not there mm -hmm. you know About I, the kimbis. exactly i had no support even though my parents were there for me you know, they, they, they supported me also just, you know, to a certain point. And um, I had to carry on with the kids, which made me also a better and more, more responsible person. And uh, he mentioned something about kimbis. I didn't have enough kimbis or I didn't have enough nappies, you know, those cotton nappies, otato nappies. And at one stage, I even used my sanitary towels, you know, just to carry me through, carry the kids through. And at that time, I had two babies it's as if I had you know twins at that stage and that was uh, like, what, two years apart no not even two years eleven months apart Nine months apart yeah I had them very quick after each other and uh, that was very difficult and also you know not having formula I wouldn't say in anything to anybody not even to my parents I would take water and sugar and salt mix it together and give that to the kids you know just for them to get something in I suppose when you are in difficult times you'll do anything you know for your kids but alhamdulillah like like he says I've risen to the occasion I've done what I what I've could for my kids alhamdulillah and you know I just thank the almighty for granting me that strength and also for granting me the support mm -hmm. of my family I mean family and, you know, everybody also helped me, alhamdulillah. I, I just want to ask you also to sort of like tell people, you know, um, you know, you you told them where I was, uh, you know, maybe on the ocean. I don't quite know what you told them. Oh, when you were away. Mm. And this is obviously when the kids were much older. Yeah. They asked where the dad was and... Um, you know, you don't know what actually to tell the kids. And then I said to them, no, daddy's working at sea. 
you know, my, one day he'll come home. But um, I never thought that he would, you know, come home, and I never thought that I would allow him back into my life again. And I would say just a year before Amin came back, my dad, out of the blue, asked me, Aisha, will you ever take Amin back again? And I said, Daddy, you know what? I don't think so. He put me through, through so much of emotional stress, even financial stress. Um, you know, no support, moral support from him. Absolutely, results, absolutely nothing. Why would I want to take a person back like that again for the second time? Why would I do such a thing? And I would say a year later, um, you know, I found out Armin was in a rehab center recovering. Um, and uh, his uncle came down from India and he also came to tell me, you know, Armin is doing so well. Why don't you give him a second chance? And I guess that is how it all started, basically. Armin came out of rehab and... Um, he started coming to the house, seeing the children, you know, um, bringing his financial responsibilities. He took, you know, part in that, becoming more responsible. And later on, he started tutoring the kids. And I could see the difference in Armin. He has grown as a person. You know, he's changed. His mindset was different. He had a healthier way of thinking. And I saw, you know, uh, the other side or a better side of him. And, that, that, um, I th and I think that you knew that better side of me Yes I knew the better side of you But you know you were doing Or you were like um, It's just you, you, you went a step, a step further You know And um, I saw that And I, I recognized that And um, you know so Going through all of these things in my life I was so angry with him I never once thought that, you know, I still had feelings for him until I saw what, you know, the changes he's gone through, how we changed as a person, how we picked up, the, you know, his, the, the pieces of being a drug addict and recovering. And I suppose from there, um, you know, things started to turn around, not just for himself, but for us as a family. And alhamdulillah, you know, I made the right choice, taking Amin back and giving him a second chance, not just for myself, but also for our our kids, it wasn't easy for them as well. Um, they used to call him dad in the beginning. Uncle. They, oh, un oh, sorry, uncle in the <laughs> beginning. Um, but um, after uh, a couple of um, months with the eldest one, I would say Amelie est established a good uh, bond and relationship with our eldest daughter. It took quite a while with our little one, with Tahira. Mm -hmm. But Tyra is now inseparable from of her father. She's become so very close, you know, with him. Um, if Armin wants to go out, Daddy, where are you going? Can I go with you? Or, you know, she wants to be with him all the time. And um, I'm actually amazed at the relationship that she has today with her dad. Aisha, you've mentioned there are still times when mm -hmm. the anger, the heart, the resentment is still kicks in from yes. time to time. How do you deal with it? It's, for me, it's very hard to deal with. And like I said earlier on, I think I still need to see a professional because that anger and that hurt does get in the way of my relationship with him. And even with the kids, there are times when I feel that, you know, th this is my kids. Hmm. And when I say my kids, 
I mean, my kids, not our kids. Mm. I suppose it's something strange to hear, you know, if someone says, you know, uh, explains that to you. Mm. So I think I need some help when it comes to that, mm. because I feel that they are still my children and not mm. our children. I still mm. need to deal with that. Mm. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Well, it. We have spoken about about it about seven days ago. Mm. Seven days ago, we just spoke about it, and uh, you know the important thing is that uh, I, you know, I, I'm quite happy about the fact that I understand that mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see it. I've recognized that, that was the actual problem. And, um, you know, it's not something that we can just wish away. That's the one thing. The next thing is that I, I recognize the fact that both of us needs professional help, mm-hmm. you know, in trying to solve that type of problem. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sort of like wish it away. Um, you know, I will just want to sort of like say, ah, that type of thing because the important thing is that we need to have professional intervention you know to solve that type of problem mm-hmm. and I would just like to say the reason why a lot of people don't seek that type of professional intervention is because they want to solve things their way or they feel they've got answers to their problems you know and, and and this is a very big problem because that's the type of mindset that the people have got. That type of thing. So, uh, you know, stigmatization or the stigma that is attached to a recovering person or to uh, uh, the person that, he, that, that is still using drugs you know, it's the the consequences of that, or the ramifications of that, is far-reaching. The impact that it has is far-reaching, and the important thing that I do recognize is when Aisha says to me, uh, "My children, my children," that type of thing. I don't stuff like go off at a tangent and say, "You know, as the Yovat ignovi of drugs, honey." I understand what she is saying. And that is important to me. You know, I've come to a point in my life, and I'm not trying to sort of like become condescending that I have to suck up to her. It's nothing about me sucking up to her. The important thing is I've got to respect the damage that I have done, right? The causes of that damage, I know what caused the damage, right? Okay? So there must be solutions to that damage. And I, I've got the mindset at this present moment. I don't see problems. I see challenges, mm-hmm. right? And with challenges, there are solutions, and that is important for me. You know, it's, it gives uh, uh, you know the type of relationship a very uh, um, responsible and a very mature type of outlook. And to me, that is that is encouraging. You know, for me. I just want to say one thing to all of you, and that is that we never, ever gonna move away from stigmatization all right it's always gonna be there because you know people's always gonna be judgmental Mm -hmm. but the point is and i say this all the time don't allow people to define you 
Right. Because it was exactly. never between you and people. It's about you, between you and Allah, and that's important for me. Ons gesels nou nou verder. Precies 2014, ons breekvraagsvertenties, plein geskakkel. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. away from 10 o'clock in the Voice of the Cape and we continue with two amazing, phenomenal people in the house tonight. Amin Mohammed, who's been clean for the past six years and his wife Aisha Mohammed, and she's stuck it up. <laughs> she's been around and she's got a pretty amazing story to share with us tonight. During the outbreak we're talking about the children and you know how they've changed over the years as well. Yes, they have changed. Um, having their dad back in their lives, I guess um, it has made them, uh, you know, stronger individuals, especially uh, our little one, Tahira. Tahira always, you know, seek the attention of having a dad. And um, alhamdulillah, um, she's got that with her own dad. You know, I never thought... Uh, once again, I'm mentioning this. I never thought that myself and Amin, you know, would come back together again. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I guess that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also wanted. It's a and marriage uh, made in heaven, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, Alhamdulillah, our kids are doing much better, um, you know, overall at school. Um, but you must just be so proud of him as well, now, the fact that he's counselling other young people. Yes, he's making a difference. Yes, Alhamdulillah, he's making a difference, you know, with young people. You know, you know Adela, I just want to, um, maybe Aisha, you don't know about this. Okay. Um, you know, yesterday I, I was busy cleaning up and I came across a grade R uh, painting of Tahira. Uh, a little sketch where okay. she had to draw the family. I mm-hmm. don't know if, uh, if you've seen it. And there was you in your samosa skirtie <laughs> and Tashrika and Tahira. Yes. And uh, I was drawn in, but I was rubbed out. Okay. I don't know if you can still picture that. Yes, can yes. you still remember that yes. picture? I came across <coughs> that picture yesterday and I was looking at it, man. And I said to myself, what mustn't have gone through this child's mind seeing... Or maybe the teacher said something, or maybe the child mm-hmm. uh, saw, but hey, I don't have a dad, you know. The pain that she went through and so on, that was the one thing that struck me yesterday. And of late, you know, she's 11 years old, and she wants me to cradle her. So I spoke to her, and I said to her, Tahira, what's happening? And she said to me, no, but daddy, must just, <coughs> just keep me like a baby. And so the the thing here is that um, she missed out on that. Yeah, she missed out on that, and so therefore I've got to sort of like 
seek not only help for you, but I've got to seek help for them as well, just to close that type of gap. Although, you know, I can say that I'm doing well, um, you know, staying off drugs and so on, but the emotional side of things has now got to come into play, you know, where I've got to, you know, uh, support them, you know, in getting a healthier mindset, and of course for myself. Because I'm becoming a bit impatient, I'm eating the 60s, um, you know, and I've got to see to it that I um, uh, sort of like, uh, like I said to you, I, I'm impatient with him. Sometimes they tell me, Daddy, um, just uh, can we jump on your back? And How stuff old are like they that. right now? They're 11 and 12 years old. Okay. So, so the thing is, just like, I'm looking at something, you know, where I can sort of like, uh, I would like to get some assistance for them now. Yeah, they're also moving in on the teenage years, and I'm yes. pretty sure a great concern for you, Aisha, as a mom, yeah. is, you know, I need to keep my kids on the right path. Mm. Yes. I, I just want to mention, talking about the right path, you know, Adila, um, if, if I had to bring my children in here today, not because they happen to be my own children, but I've got good children, and I, I show you, you've got the perfect ingredient. I don't know how you mixed it, <laughs> but I must tell you that that you've got that you've done an absolutely good job being a single parent for the seven years. You know, uh, and of course, I'm so having your mother, your father, yes, my sisters, it's my as well. also coming out and supporting you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when the times were necessary and so on, when I was busy. You know, on my little escapade of of of, uh, of destruction, basically, that's the one thing. You know, when they met me the first time, Adla, and they saw me, they thought I was their father's grandfather, uh, because you know of the age gap. That was the first thing, and when the mother told them that I'm their dad, they basically sat down and cried. Mm. They couldn't believe it. Today, they are all over me, and you know, today, they 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 can't wait for me to come home. It is such a great joy for me to come home, uh, and it, it's a treasure. It's a, it's a gift from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that you know I'm. I don't know what I've done, but I must tell you, I I don't know what I don't know how to explain it, but. There's a great sense of gratitude that fills my heart every single day, you know, of peace, tranquility, you know. Uh, I'm just feeling this the sense of gratitude. I don't know what it is that I've done for Allah Ta'ala to have given my wife back, to have given my kids back, to have given their love back. The greatest music that I hear today is one of Daddy. Daddy, Daddy. You know, you taught them well, Aisha. And may others learn from this because mm -hmm. it's you never, know. ever too late. Exactly. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Precies 10.14 on Spreek for Advertenties. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape.
It is nine away from ten o'clock on the Voice of the Cave Band. Thought-provoking? Whew, indeed it is. <laughs> we were chatting during the break, Aisha, and you were telling me you, you spoke about the car that he stole and yes. everything else that he's been putting you through. Say, where am I going to yeah, my car was stolen. He sold the car for 50 rands. 50? Mm. Five, five oh rands. I you just must bought have been so stoned. <laughs> yes, I know. I what? just bought the car in December, and a few months later, he decides he's going to sell the car for a hit. You know, um, the ladies out there, you know, don't take this kind of abuse from your husbands, from your sons, from your, from whomever, you know, your daughters even. Um, put a stop to it, you know, say no, enough is enough. You know, we cannot carry on like this. To the parents also out there, please parents, you know, say no, enough is enough. Turn up that tough love and, um, you know, make a difference. Don't hide things. Don't keep it hidden. Don't keep it a secret. Speak about it. We have to, or other, you know, or else we are going to have a... Plainly put, uh, let me rather put it plainly, we're going to have a messed up society. If we cannot make a difference now, and if we cannot change things around now, we'll never. Please, parents, don't keep this uh, disease hidden. Don't keep drug abuse hidden, whether it's your son, your, your spouse, your father, your, your sister, your uncle, whomever it is. Speak about it. Come out and speak about it. Make and a difference. that is something you did for a very long time. Yes, yes. You went a bit hungry. Absolutely. You did just about anything and everything to keep it from your parents, from your family members. Yes. And if need to be, even if you have to give up, you know, that love of your life, do so. It's better to, to have one sane parent than to have two insane parents. Shukran very much. So you felt you were at the verge of insanity? Yes. At breaking point? Absolutely. Yeah. I had to give up. You know, I had to give up this life in order to give my kids a better life. You know, Adila, um, I'm fully aware that it is uh, Women's Month. And um, I just want to say something to to the mothers and to my wife especially. You know, uh, there's an old saying... Um, the old men said, you know, but they, they used to say it like this. Um, a mother can look after 16 children, but 16 children can't look after a mother. And, um, you know, to that, you know, it's testimony that women are more resilient than men. Sure. That, is, that is one. Uh, you know, they've got more, uh, you know, they've got more uh, power. Drive, um, drive, chutzpah, tenacity, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> they've got. And a lot of us made in that way. They're the cornerstone of society. No, definitely. Um, the important thing here is, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I just feel that, um, you know, you, you've done a good job in trying to sort of like stem or not perpetuate my, my habit. Um, the fact that you one evening, you know, Adila, I came home to an empty house where I would have stolen something out of the house. Here, I came out to a house that was stolen from me. I came to the servants' quarters where I was staying in Sari Estate. There wasn't even one grain of rice on that floor. And she had packed up completely because I stayed away for four days. And that was the start of my journey. 
I just want to say, you know, um, that you, Aisha, that was the actual, you know, turning around for me where I realized now I'm really out onto the streets. I cursed you. I swore you. I walked away at nine, ten o'clock that night. And I said, how could you have been so unkind to me? It's like, you know, Shakespeare would have said that was the unkindest cut of it all. But I tell you one thing. I appreciate it all too well today. You know, saying sorry comes out of the, out of your mouth. But when it comes out of your heart and you do something about it, you know, that is something else, you know. I don't want to sort of like sound as if I'm like sort of be sucking up to you or anything like that. And uh, even if I do, yes, you are my wife. I've got to be kind and good to you as well. But the important thing here is, you know, I can say that, you know, lots of us, well, like myself, I said sorry so many times, Adila, but without meaning without really it coming from the bottom of my heart. But when I suffered my pain of coming back, you know, and I know what it is like to lose, and that is important for recovery. For a child, uh, especially to say this to, to the parents, if your child is going to have an easy return, he's going to get an easy comeback to drugs. But if he is going to have a, a journey that is tough and really very, very hard to come back, then he will appreciate him coming back, you know. So tough love is the way to go. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm not going to say what that tough love should be. Different strokes for different folks, Adila. Um, you know, by me it was one where I was totally rejected. Uh, you out onto the streets, you there. Lots of people say, just like the <laughs> Saint Africans, "Hechan raak." Well, let him become worsterer, right? And he's got to find his own way, his own feet. I'm not saying that the journey that I, you know, was forced to undertake is the correct journey, but it worked for me. That's the first thing. The other thing that I just want to say is this, you know. Allah Ta'ala, you know, I, I went uh, for Jumu'ah on Friday, and the Imam there at that particular mosque, you know, the, the journey was so apt for me, the, the khutbah was so apt for me, you know, that if you truly take a step towards Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, you will see the ni'mas that Allah Ta'ala bestows upon you. Very true. You know. He gave back, Aisha, you got your own car back now. Alhamdulillah. You know, I had to buy a car. But apart from that, our dignity, our family's dignity is back. Our family's self-esteem is back. We have got problems. We have got a bit of financial problems and so on. But whatever the problems are, you know, or what our challenge, what the challenges are that, that's facing us, we definitely find solutions for that. And that is the way to go. Drugging definitely does solve the problem. It only makes it worse. Definitely. I wish we had time to open the lines tonight, but 
a year is rarig te min. So, I'm going to give 30 seconds to each of you, Aisha. Your final message to the ladies. Um, I would say don't give up. You know, pray, ask the Almighty for help, um, for whatever it is that you are going through, and keep and stay strong. Shukran very much. Shukran for joining me tonight. And assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum salam wa to all the listeners out there, I just want to say, you know, I, I want to go back to the story of uh, of Susie Orman. And, you know, Susie Orman made this one statement where she says, if you embrace change, your courage will be rewarded. I embrace that change. I took the, I embrace the change of returning to Allah. And look what Allah Ta'ala has done for me. Great things. So if you embrace change, your courage can only but be rewarded. Look at my sisters throwing me out of the house. Their courage got rewarded. Okay? Because they embraced the change. Okay? If the listeners want to contact me, they can gladly do so, Adila. If I can perhaps be... Can I give my number? Sure. My number is 078 Three nine, oh nine, oh double one, and Adla can give the number of my wife since. Uh, All right, that is Aisha Mohammed on oh seven four two oh six two six nine oh. I mean Mohammed on oh seven eight. Three nine oh nine oh double one. Nul seven eight three nine Shukran so much and assalamu alaikum to you. We want to thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.